Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Murder at Podcast Manor, which is a brand new podcast based on murder mysteries and the solving thereof. Uh, I should have rehearsed this beforehand because it's sounding pretty <laughs> shit so far. Um, All of and, those episodes are shit. <laughs> uh, let me introduce everyone. My name is... Well, we're going by Cluedo pseudonyms to keep it in theme. I'm Colonel Mustard. Uh, over here, we have Professor Plum. Do you want Hello. to introduce yourself? I'm Professor Plum. This ends my introduction. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we've got... The Reverend Green. Oh my. <laughs> I mean like I wanted to be called Mr. Green, but Reverend Green works fine. Yeah. Hey. Well I think I think Reverend Green is the proper title, isn't it? Oh. Uh, I'll have to I think it's because when I went on Wikipedia I said it said Reverend Green or Mr. Green. I was like I don't know, I kinda uh, like Mr. Green. But uh, I think Alright, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for Mr. Green then. Uh, and uh then we ran out of male names from Cluedo. So finally, uh Miss Scarlet. Hi. Yes, and also I couldn't think of anyone else as well. I think Scarlet's yeah. a nice name anyway. Yeah, Scarlet's pretty good. Um, I think we're going to drop the first part of the names anyway, so yeah. uh, you know, Scarlet is fine. Um, just before we started, actually, we've been looking up weird editions of Cluedo. Uh, here are some of my favourites. There's uh, a Seinfeld collector's edition what? Uh, where the catch line is discover the secrets yada 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 <laughs> I'm looking which is, that's always great <laughs> pretty brilliant um, and then we have uh, the office US edition Cluedo edition uh, discover the secrets of Dunder Mifflin Scranton where someone is actually being killed it seems which is a little bit of a dark twist for the office uh, universe and finally of course up. Yeah, got <laughs> Finally, of course, um, Cluedo, the Big Bang Theory edition. Turn out, you know, my favorite one. <laughs> uh, who betrayed Sheldon? What did they do? Where did it happen? Uh, a really entertaining puzzle, obviously. Yeah, um, we all love the Big Bang Theory here, obviously. Uh, obviously most definitely. Uh, oh yeah, Sheldon's my fave. I mean, whose whose favorite isn't Sheldon? Really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's why he's getting catch words like that. Bazinga. We're gonna all we're all gonna do a Big Bang Free fan cast after this. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, look out for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've got like a collection of Big Bang Theory fan fiction, I don't mean to brag, but I'm gonna plug it at the end of this episode. So. <laughs> um I think a uh, great name for the Big Bang Theory fan cast, just the uh mm, how about uh the Big Banging? Nice. Are we are we, are we doing <laughs> fanfiction or porn? Uh, I well, you know, I mean, the best they can be related. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I should probably explain how this podcast works. Each week, one of the four of us has come up with a unique murder mystery, which we will then present to the others. Take a small break, and when we come back, the other three will try and solve the mystery that the first person has presented. Um, I'm first in the chair to uh, present my mystery, and um, I guess I should just start by telling it. Hopefully, this won't take too long. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I need to set up the uh, the idea. Oh yes. Uh, audience, um... audience at home, feel free to take notes. Or, but we will try and post 
the PDF of the uh, mystery on our Twitter page. So look yeah. out for it there. All 10,000 of you listening. Yeah. <laughs> Can I also just bring attention? You know the Big Bang Theory Cluedo thing? Like how weird Sheldon's face looks and just everyone in general, like... I don't know. Well, they can't see that, so... It's so weird. Baby boy, don't you touch him. Oh. They've sort of got... They've sort of got kind of deformed heads uh, that look a little bit like they've just been stapled onto their bodies. I don't... Uh, we'll post... We'll post a picture of the Big Bang Cluedo on the Twitter. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. The guy uh, that'll in be green. the first tweet that we we post out because I think it's the most important. Yeah, the guy in green is um, the one that looks the weirdest to me. Carry on. Oh yes, and um, by the way, unique um, murder mysteries of varying quality. Oh yeah, of, of varying quality <laughs> for better or for worse. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, I'm going to just uh, go ahead and start mine. Uh, right. So let's get on with it. So yay, it's. Uh, set in actually I mean it it doesn't really matter when it's set so (laughs) the idea is this a catholic priest has been found dead in his church imagine the church has a sort of big you know long leading point to the altar and there's a little office to the side Uh, in that office he has been shot through the head the bullet wound is in his right side of his head the gun lying on the floor next to him His fingerprints have been found on the gun, but most damningly, on the table in front of him is a suicide note. The suicide note explains how he's lost all faith in the church. He no longer wants to be associated with it, and he has decided uh, that seeing as there is nothing to live for anymore, he will take his own life. Um, (laughs) The room has been locked... Uh, from the inside, it has a big, heavy, old door, right? So, like you'd find in an old Catholic church. Yeah. And the only key has been found uh, in his pocket. So, yeah. you might think, initially, this is clearly a suicide. He clearly killed himself. Yeah. But, but, ah, there is a twist. Uh, a few things suggest otherwise. For example, on the bullet wound the side of his head there is no gunpowder burn which you would usually find if someone had held a gun to their own head and pulled the trigger his reason for suicide is a little bit weird as well i mean would you really kill yourself if you found out there was no god i mean i think that's a reason for not killing yourself surely <laughs> uh and um also uh the key in his pocket has been warped somewhat suggesting it might have been melted but there's no fireplace in the church. Uh, and it's a big, old, heavy key, you know, like, sturdy. So yeah. it would be difficult for a man... He's quite old, let's imagine. He's uh, 75. Yeah. Uh, it'd be difficult for him to bend it. Um, in the room, also, there is a wardrobe which has trace amounts of the priest's blood in it, which is a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, the room layout is as follows, so you're going to have to imagine this. Uh, from a top-down perspective, the yeah. door is in the top right, uh, and the table he's sitting at is in the sort of top middle. Uh, it's a really ornate old table with two desk drawers, and it has a secret compartment in it that houses yeah. his precious copy of the Bible. Uh, the table is opposite, but the chair faces away from a small stained glass window that uh, 
the street um, outside faces onto. And the window has a nice image of Jesus in his red robes, arms outstretched. Yeah. And surrounding Jesus, smaller images of similarly clothed saints. Uh, you know, the relevant saints, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Those are all the saints. All the good made. ones. Oh. Yeah, all the, all the main players. All the, um, all the relevant ones. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the left side of the room is the wardrobe, which is sort of impressively large and sturdy. But it's got quite a simple design. Uh, in the back of the wardrobe, there's a verse from the Bible etched into the wood. I don't know which verse. Not really important. Um, some famous verse, maybe in the beginning, uh, the first one. Uh, <laughs> so famous, you know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's probably the only Bible verse I know, thinking about it. Um, so he died on a Sunday after morning mass. Is that a thing? Morning service. Uh, the the congregation uh, arrives at 8.50 a.m., the service starts at 9am, ends at 11, and the congregation all leave uh, after it ends. Um, at 11.30am, the priest's friend Susan says she saw him sitting at his desk through the window at his study, and she claims that he was still alive at the time. At 6pm, the priest's concerned daughter Emily goes to look for him, and gets the police to help her break down the door, finding it locked. The entering and uh, leaving of many of these, uh, of all of the people, was reported by an old greengrocer who worked opposite the church. Um, so I should probably say a little bit about the congregation, seeing as they are quite important within yeah. the uh, mystery, not to give anything away. So we've got six yeah six uh congregation members number one is joey he's an old friend of the victim uh they you know they've known each other a long time since they went to school uh then we have a, a recent convert named chandler you know he's much newer uh we've got phoebe who uh was a housewife who lived near the church and about three weeks after the priest's death, she killed herself. Oh. Maybe it was guilt? Uh, then we have Ross. Ross is a famous sculptor. Uh, most famously, he did um, a sculpture of uh, the character Iron Man crucified on the cross. <laughs> uh, it's pretty impressive. It was hung in Trafalgar Square or something. I don't know. Uh then we've got Monica. She was ex-mafia, so that's kind of shady. And mm -hmm. Rachel, who was an ex-gambling addict. Um, that's about the gist of it. I feel like that's all you need to know. By the way, I should say about the door, I initially claimed it was locked from the inside, but uh, being such an old door with a rudimentary lock, it's hard to tell because... Um, you, all you know, the only reason you'd suspect it was locked from the inside is that the key is in the victim's pocket. You don't definitively know that. Okay, that's it. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're going to take a small break now and then we'll come back afterwards and discuss. <laughs>
All right, and all we're right. back. Um, and we all fully understand what we're doing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, all right. So, oh, do we just go around and do do our thing, really? Yeah, well, I was thinking, basically, uh, first, if you have any questions for me, just ask, and then I'm just going to sit back, and uh, you guys can discuss what you think and who you think did it. But if you want to ask me any questions first... Okay, I I have an extremely important question. When you were um, discussing the suspects, I could have sworn you said Ross sculpted a a sculpture of Iron Man on a cross... Yeah, that's like, just a detail. Like Tony, I mean, no, 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 but like Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah, l- yeah, Tony Stark, Iron Man. That's, yeah, that's like, all specific. I, I don't know. But yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I just thought you know that was the first thing I came up with, and I think you know it's really symbolic of like uh, how art and religion, like superheroes, probably like the new religion, you know. And I think it's really brainy and uh, clever. So uh, tell, us, tell us, like, what if what if like the murder weapon is hidden in the statue you didn't tell uh, us this uh i will tell you right now and did i just spoil the twist did this i just spoil the twist but the murder weapon is not hidden in the statue uh damn it I'm, I'm shocked i mean that's like half my theory has just gone down the fucking toilet yeah <laughs> that was the only thing i thought <laughs> of really I, my theory was gonna be the main things that are interesting me is how okay how did the key how did how was the door locked and also this whole secret compartment where the precious copy of the Bible was put in because, yeah, I mean, yeah. like the Bible, I, I'm, the Bible's important. I get it, but it, I wouldn't imagine that it'd be put in a secret compartment specifically. Uh, I mean, it, it was <laughs> given to him by his great great grandfather. Uh, you know, it's very precious to him. It, it doesn't have much monetary value, but it has a lot of sentimental value. Mm. I have a question. Did you yeah. name all these? Did you name all these suspects after the friends? I, I'm surprised it took you that long to get it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I it wasn't. I just saw names and I was like, mm, yes, mm. friends. Wait, no. Uh oh. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, they're all. Also, to clarify, I mean, if you're a seven-year-old man who like spent like fifty of his plus years in the church, and then you found out God wasn't real, I mean, I, I'd, bl- I'd blow my brains out. I don't know about you, but like. Oh, uh, I mean, mm. okay. Ooh, all right. But like, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, mean, we can we can debate that later. But I think that's maybe not the most relevant bit. Uh, yeah, no, just take... I, I'm just I'm just commenting. I, I, know, <laughs> I know he was murdered. Okay, I know how this works. The podcast is called Murder at po- Podcast Manor. Yeah, suicide at Podcast Manor might be a little bit uh, depressing. Um... <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. The service ended at. <laughs> I'm I'm always because I'm still trying to trying to digest some of this. So I'm. Like, waffle. I'm just gonna wing it here, but okay. The, he the, the um, can we do we have a specific like time of death? Like he died. I know he died oh, yeah. on the Sunday, oh. but yeah. Well, uh, we don't have a time of death. Ooh. But um, oh. I think it's um, he definitely. The, the suspicious thing is he seems to have died. Uh, quite early in the day so let's say uh he probably died before 12 a.m mm, all right he died before midday uh that's a- about as much as i can tell you which isn't very helpful because you might have already assumed that but um yeah hmm. i mean the the classic thing with mysteries like these is that i can just claim that the daughter 
locked the door from the outside, and then after it was broken down, the key was planted on his body. But, I mean... Hmm. You know. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't think too much about the daughter, other than she is... uh, Other than that she found the body, because she doesn't enter the story until he's most definitely already dead, I think... Well, true, um, but but you know there there is meta reasoning, and then there is you know going with what's possible. Um, hmm. Another possibility <clears throat> is that the window was moved from its hinges. So, I mean, does it have hinges? If it's like one of those, what do you call them in English? Uh, stained glass windows. Yeah. No, it it doesn't have any hinges. You... Okay, so it's just okay. It's a set into the wall, so you wouldn't be able to remove it in any way. Oh. Um, but but those are, like, usually fairly thick, and you would have a lot of trouble seeing inside. So I am suspicious how she can def- definitely claim that he was alive at that yeah. time. Yeah. So she claims to have seen him sitting at his desk, but uh, his back, w- his he was facing the wall, so she wouldn't have seen him in great detail. Yeah. But, but consider that he was shot, so there were, you know, bloodstains around the room. Is there any significance to the suicide motive? Like, are we all, of course we know it's it's a fake motive and it, it's not real. Well, in terms of that, oh, he um, denounces faith in God and he killed himself. But is there any significance to it? Does it tie back to one a certain character or something along those lines? Is it is it important to the mystery? Basically, is what I'm asking. Uh, it's not important to the mystery that he uh, that he killed himself like that. It might be important to the mystery a little bit that he's a Catholic priest, but the suicide note itself isn't very important. No. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, all right. I am wondering about why the, there was blood in the in the closet. I'm thinking that if we assume the killer is male, he could have first killed him then took his body to the closet, then pretended to be the priest for people who might pass by or whatever, but it seems like a bit convoluted. I mean, but yeah, it, it might not look throw. like him either. Well, it, it, it doesn't need to look like him, admittedly. He just needs to sit in his chair and wait a bit mm-hmm. to give the impression that the priest is alive at a certain time. Um, and this might be... What it says Chandler was a recent convert, that's to Christianity, right? Yeah, to Christianity. Okay. Um, right. But all of the congregation had left uh, sort of at the end of the service. So you'd need to think about if someone were sitting in his chair oh, while... They get him. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Also, uh, it's worth noting that uh, Susan, who passes by the window, does that every Sunday. She's a goes to the shops or something, I don't know. Okay, yeah. but so but so we can assume that if the killer had knows that he could count on her peeking into the window if he wanted yeah. to do that. Well then yeah. I mean the most suspicious person would be the person who claims that he kept watch over the people going in and out of the grocery owner or whatever. Because, you know, if he's lying, then he could have just walked in and did it. Yeah. I was thinking about the green grocer too. I was thinking more so, um, okay, so you, I want to also bring attention to the whole, um, the, the sentimental va- value of the Bible inside the um, se- secret, uh, I forgot, I'm, I'm losing words. 
Yeah, the secret compartment in the desk drawer because, like, I, I, I'm also taking a step back and I'm thinking, who would have access to that except his wife? So, but I mean, it's one. It's one of those things where uh, is is there? It does it. What kind of secret compartment is it? So, is it just something that's underneath the desk and you can easily open, or do you need a key or something? Or okay, so the way it works is. Um, you open up the drawer and then you press the uh, like a panel that's above that's when you you reach your hand into the drawer you press a panel and the bible is uh sort of covered by that um but it is important to note that the bible uh, is still there after the crime has been committed and it doesn't appear to have been tampered with at all nothing appears to have moved within that uh desk area Hmm, all right. Okay, so technically anyone could open the panel. Well, anyone that knew about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but that's also why I suspect the the, the wife to an extent, because there's also the whole idea that she killed herself and there's the idea of guilt three weeks later or something. But that, that's that's... No, no, she isn't his wife. She's a housewife. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, right. I miss, all right yeah, I miss she's that. just a random housewife, yeah. I would um, steer away from the idea of the Bible as um, an important clue because it hasn't been touched or moved or fiddled with during the murder plot. Like, how important would you say the things like with the um, Bible verses written in the wood? Uh, I would say that some of them are important, but some of them are just flourishes of detail to hide the important ones mm, okay because okay. i was thinking like maybe i was thinking chandler because he's like a recent convert and i don't know uh, uh can i since uh, you just brought uh, you brought attention to like little sparks of detail um the red robes that jesus are wearing um is are you are you is the red are the red robes blood? Like I I know that might seem like a silly thing, but I would assume that Jesus would wear white robes. It's just an idea I'm throwing out. Um, I, don't, I don't think he could have blown his brains out in a way that it covered the entirety of Jesus without police later noticing and being like, "Huh, there sure is a lot of blood on this <laughs> this stained glass." Covers the, Jesus perfectly. The 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 robes are. The glass itself is red, but I think you're right to point out that uh, that is an important colour in some way. Um, I don't want to hint too closely at the at what's going on, but I think that that's definitely more important than the Bible and the uh, verse in the wardrobe. Um, I'm just kind of I'm kind of trying to think this through because I'm thinking, okay, what angle should I approach this from? All right, um, I'm also curious about the key like i don't what 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 do you mean by as if it had been melted like it had, it had taken some heat like it had stood out in heat for a while or, or like so what? i mean i i guess the best way to describe it would be warped like it wouldn't fit inside a keyhole anymore because it's so sort of mangled um you can still recognize ah. that it's a key it's got the the shape of it uh, but you wouldn't be able to to test it on the keyhole anymore well, well then how do we know we're certainly it's the key to the room you aren't. Oh, okay, well, that, that solves that. 
Oh. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, so okay. So now it's. Hmm. All right. Uh. Okay. So the key isn't. Okay. So we we've established that the key isn't the key to the the door, right? Yeah, and uh, that pretty much solves the locked room. Yeah. So the it's... killer just shot him and locked the door from the outside. Yeah. So it's not a locked room scenario anymore. So let's see. Yeah. Um, it's just more about establishing who did it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And also how they covered it up, but that's a whole. Let me think. Okay. I mean, the, the grocery man it seems like the most suspicious one simply because he could have easily just walked in and done it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I mean... true. That's a good point. Like, a simple solution to this would be he, he waits until everyone's outside, he walks in, he shoots him. Then he pretends to be him, so that at a certain time, it's established that he's still alive. Yeah. For Mrs. Whatever. Then he puts the body back, and the suicide note, locks the door from the outside while planting some bullshit key on the body, goes back to his little grocery shop, and pretends like nothing happened. It's the perfect crime. Okay, <laughs> so that is... That, okay, I'm going to raise two things about that. Okay. The first the first is that um, because this person, Susan, passes by the window every single uh, day, she would recognise the priest. Um, it's his... He is definitely the one sitting there. Uh, oh. Even though it's a small window, you know, he's, he's old, he's got a sort of distinctive body shape, so it would be hard for anyone to pretend that they're him. Uh... What if he was already the other dead? is oh, sorry um, <laughs> the other is uh because you have spotted a crucial flaw in my plot uh by thinking it out too much and being too logical about it, uh which I hate uh I will say that the greengrocer um a had no motive to kill uh the priest and b uh was being watched by a separate third green ghost. <laughs> <laughs> each, each, each of Wait. whom was being watched by a string of green ghosts oh. uh, going down the entire uh, entirety of London. It's, hard, so it's a hard life. It's green ghosts all the way, all the watching green each other. Squad. <laughs> We're watching you. <laughs> must be hard. Must be hard. Must be hard for business with so many of them close together. Yeah. <laughs> it's fierce, fierce competition. Okay, oh. so then what you're saying basically is that he did see each of these suspects leave the church after the sermon. Yeah. Yeah. So each and every one. They did not come back. They oh, didn't come back, no. Hmm. Let me think. Um... Now, when he was like found dead in his office, was he just, was he like sprawled out against the table or was he like just sitting um, at the time that he was found, he was sitting uh, pretty upright on <gasps> his desk, uh, on okay, his chair, and okay, arms I slumped down by his side. I, I was thinking that maybe Susan saw the dead body, but didn't know it was dead. Yeah, that's what, if that's it what was, I was If he was like, sitting upright. Uh, what, what position was he in when Susan saw him? Uh, he was in the same position as uh, when the body was found sitting down uh you know just sort of kind of slumped over in his chair but not completely um 
that sort of thing. Was she able to see his oh, okay. face, like directly? Uh, you, you can't see his face uh, because the the chair, the back of the head, is facing the window. Ooh, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that might not have been as important as we thought it was. The Ooh. whole he was alive then. Uh, but uh, I mean, if he was dead, then think about what she might have seen if he was dead uh, if he'd been shot through the head mm. um, it would be still quite a mess yeah I mean was she looking f- she would have seen was she looking blood, through the red window she? she was looking through the stained glass window I mean you already brought the blood but we already know it was like red so there is no real contradiction there I I, I, I would... well Sorry, carry on. (laughs) Yeah, so, hang on. She was looking through the stained glass window at the the priest. Um, He may or may not have been dead. I cannot confirm that at the moment. Uh, If he was dead, there would be blood around his uh, body. If he wasn't dead... If he he wasn't dead, uh, there would be no blood around the body. Mm. Yeah, sorry, that's all I wanted to just clarify. Well, yeah, but as okay. I said, if she looked through the red robes... Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. Red. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's like, if she was looking through the red window, then she'd just be seeing red anyway. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. That's true. I guess, I guess the only question is, at this point, is when was he killed? And by who? That's kind of the important bit, isn't it? Yeah. Who did it? Obviously, it was Ross. He created an automatonic sculpture that posed as him leaving the church and then went out uh, to do the business I, I'm going to just say very quickly he did not create the real Iron Man to come in <laughs> and uh, kill the priest that is a... damn it that was, so <sighs> yeah. uh, that was, was it actually I had nothing else to add ooh. I thought that was going to be it because Green Grocer has just been knocked out because because he's been being watched his entire life so that's kind of, that one's kind of out of the park. Um, Greengrocer was too powerful, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess Susan isn't the suspect herself. She could have just lied about even seeing him. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, we're gonna t- take her on face value. She wasn't. Um, she had no way to get in to the to the church. Uh, let's say the church was, um, you know, after mass time you couldn't get in easily uh that would also solve the greengrocer problem wouldn't it uh you know it had the entrances were were shut so the greengrocer also would have seen susan go into the church if she went in so Mm, what i've got my eyes on clarify yeah um the the greengrocer man our Mm -hmm. our boy yeah Um, (laughs) wait we need to give him a name he need this. This guy deserves a name Sheldon. after all he's been through. Uh, I think his, his his first name is Green and his second name is Grocer. Oh, oh, okay. Um, but his name really is bartender. Um, from the time this, the sermon thing ended until the body was found, he was watching the entire um, entrance to the church and can testify that basically no one else entered, went in or out. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that, that's kind of the more impossible thing for me because at this rate it'll just be that someone shot him during the fucking sermon. Um, 
Oh um, my god. <laughs> if someone shot him during the sermon, uh, then, you know... I mean, I, I think a person or two would notice. I, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's it's worth... Uh, Wait, unless they all back. shot him. Ooh, Every one of them shot him at the same time. <laughs> it's just everyone it's kept worth... quiet about it. <laughs> You don't it's tell worth anybody. So. Drawing drawing your attention to the blood uh in the wardrobe. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I have been thinking about that. Um I was thinking uh, again, the part that I can't wrap my head around is the part that the damn green greengrocer man is watching you always. <laughs> um, because I, I can think of an explanation, but I can't think of the culprits escaped afterwards. So um, that's kind of I... I kind of slightly suspect Chandler just simply because yeah. of all the religious imagery, and like he was a recent convert, so I guess I don't know he'd be interested in that religious imagery stuff. He's not more reli- any more religious than the rest of them. They're all equally religious. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I guess it, this could be a bit of um, unreliable narration at work, where the priest wasn't the one to hold the morning sermon; it was someone else. And meanwhile, his body was, like, in the closet, and after a sermon, he put the body in the chair and then walked walked out. Hmm. Hmm. There's still, like, the Um, question of who did it, though. Hmm. All right, well, uh... Let's say... No one... Hmm. Okay. During the sermon, you would have uh, known if the priest wasn't delivering the sermon because someone could have easily walked through the walked past the window, heard that the sermon was going on, looked in and seen that the priest was sitting at his desk. So if you were the murderer, you would want to avoid that. Hmm. Well, no, no, no. I'm, wait, wait, wait. I'm no, not... Didn't he say he put him in the closet? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, and also, like, if that was true, then it could be Joey, because I guess he would know enough of his mannerisms to, like, be able to replicate him. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying he necessarily imitated him. I'm saying that it was unreliable narration. Like, we just, we were just told it was a morning sermon was being held, but not that the priest was the one who held it, because sometimes you can get, like, um, you can get, like, I don't know if that's... That's a thing people do, but I know, like in Protestant churches, you can like have um, what do you call them? God, what do you? Let's call just call them? them substitutes. Like again, I guess a substitute of some kind. He was that that like sometimes held held it in priest place or whatever. Like it didn't have to be like a disguise kind of thing. It was just sort of, hey, I'm Joey. I I hold the I hold the morning sermons around here. <laughs> And and so he does that, you know, and like the priest's body is actually in a closet, and then upon leaving, he just puts in a chair and then leaves. I mean, also, are uh, is the motive important to the crime? Like, as in, is it? Because I want to kind of build off the descriptions you've kind of given us. So, uh, is the motive important to the the crime actually being cr- committed, or any of the information you've given us? Is it relevant, basically? Uh, the motive, the motive is pretty much uh, just not basic. There. I mean, I yeah, I would, I can, I can give you a very nice motive. Um, 
probably wouldn't be able to deduce the motive based on the information given. Like, it's not really important. Oh, uh, I wouldn't right. focus yeah. on it too much. Um, Just I have surface a, level, really. Yeah, I have a motive in mind, but it's not it's not an important one. Oh, okay. So, okay. so where do we where do we basically stand? My theory is that while the morning sermon was being held, either the culprit was. I guess pretending to be the priest or someone was doing it in his place as ex- and it was accepted by everyone as the morning sermon meanwhile his body was in the closet after everything wrapped up he went into the into the room he took the body out he put it in a chair he put the fake key in his pocket and locked the door from the outside leaving with everyone else then the woman shows uh-huh. up she looks for the through the window, and she sees the priest sitting down, but she can't see the blood because she's looking through the red red tint of the window. She leaves, and then basically everything else plays out. I can't help but now, feel like Dwam is like carrying our case here. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, if it was like someone else, they would have like said, oh, I'm Pastor Green Grocer. <laughs> Well, we don't, so, we don't, thing is, we don't know. Like all okay. we're told is that it was a morning sermon, not. That no, was... I just mean. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, if it was okay. someone new, then they probably like say that. I was like, the, oh, this was held by someone new. Um, the, the congregation all know each other, but yeah, that doesn't, and they all know, they all know each other, and they also all know uh, that um, they all know all the information that you know about each other. But I will say that that doesn't necessarily devalidate um, Plum's theory, and that it may well. Uh, Shit, I keep forgetting who's who. Right. Yeah, you keep uh. you guys keep forgetting about the Cluedo code names. Come on, we work so hard on those. Oh right, yeah. whoops. <laughs> we actually we okay, we did. I mean, so so in which aspect could my theory be wrong? Um, I think your theory is a hundred percent right, <laughs> um, but I think you have to now just work out which one of them did it. And I admit that this is the most vague bit, but I will tell you that two people were needed for the crime to uh, work, and those two people are the only ones that it would have worked for. Um, consider a. Uh, how um, someone would be able to warp a key and B, uh, who would be able to deliver a fake sermon. So I guess Ross would be able to make a bullshit key and then twist it a bit. Hmm. And... Wait, Ross? He's a sculptor. Hell yeah. yeah. I, it's, I guess sculpt a key or something. The weird part is, like the people I... Su- sorry. Um... Or like Monica might have like some history with like forging stuff. I guess that's yeah. true. The people I suspect yeah. the least are Monica and Rachel, to be honest. Like, and that's surprising since one is an ex-gambling addict and one is an ex-mafia. I guess Chandler mafia. would be uh, a good, a good fit for the priest because we don't know like how he was converted. Yeah, this like, is what, the real Cluedo Friends Edition. Was, so he could have just been like an assistant priest or whatever. Yeah, like Chandler and uh, Joey are my main ones, really, because that. Um, Joey, I would assume knows a lot about the victim and like all the most about the victim. Yeah. And Chandler, yeah. Um, what's it called? I'd assume Chandler would get a lot of one-to-one attention because he's a recent convert and perhaps would have access to exclusive one-to-one talks or something, something along those lines. They, they, 
they'd have um a relationship in which you know the priest would keep an eye on Chandler or whatever, or yeah. So, I, I, I get what you mean. I think Chandler was the one who did the did the sermon and for the key. I mean, it really could have been any of them. They could have just taken and found any old key and twisted it, and you know what you see is what you get. So, yeah. Like you can you can pretty much come up with any scenario where all these people. I can say that even the housewife did it. And that's why she killed herself because you know of yeah. the guilt, or maybe Ross could have done because you know he he could have sculpted a fake key, or because I mean that's kind of stretching it, but you, I can see it. Um, Monica. As was suggested, she is ex mafia, and I, I don't see Rachel doing it though. Yeah, Ra- yeah Rachel. I don't really see Rachel. Rachel seems a bit not irrelevant, but she doesn't have much. <laughs> but, uh, it feels it feels like a red herring, yeah. Rachel. Really, I mean, to be fair, since we're looking for only two people, four of them have to be red herrings. <laughs> yeah, but the most obvious one. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you're you've basically got it. So, I Ooh. guess all that's left for me to do is to tell you how it was done, uh which is kind of going to be me repeating what um Plum said, but uh I might as well do it nonetheless. Uh, you can give yourselves a pat on the back. Hurrah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you worked it out. Um Edit that in. Victory theme or whatever. Um, I, I think that that music is probably copyrighted, so oh no, you know, I don't want to get in any trouble here. Yeah. Let's find royalty-free, like happy music. Perfect. Uh, and then just play that underneath this. Um, so the murderers, by the way, were Joey and Ross. Um, oh shoot, Joey and Ross. I mean, uh, Ross. Joey was always suspe- suspicious from the beginning, but mm, yeah, yeah, and Ross, Joey, Joey. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I guess Ross did sculpt the key, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. Ross sculpted the key, and because he was the one who, because I said it was such a big, heavy key, you'd need to have some sort of fire or industrial yeah. thing to warp it. Okay. Also, yeah. the Iron Man thing was a clue, because it had iron in it, and it was a uh, heavy ooh. metal key. Uh, I was... Yeah, I yeah. was going like between him or like Monica, because, I mean... I don't know, she could have had, like, history making shit. Um, Joey was, uh, an old friend of the victim, so he was able to say, uh, make, he was able, everyone knew he was an old friend of the victim, so he just went in front of the crowd and said, oh, uh, the priest is ill today, so he can't take the service, but, you know, I know it anyway, because I've been coming here for so long, because I'm such an old friend, so I will deliver the... the Your old pal. Yeah, you're it's your old pal Joey. I don't know if that works in a Catholic church. I think you probably no, have to be uh, ordained. It's not, it's not gonna work. Well, it's, it seemed like a small <laughs> congregation, so yeah, exactly. They're all friends. They all basically know it. I, you know, I don't imagine any of them are too overtly devout. Um, so yeah, the way it happened is pretty much how you say it is. Uh, they came in at uh, eight thirty. Um, sorry, eight fifty. Uh, came into his office um, made him write the suicide note uh, shot him put the gun by his uh, feet, put him into the wardrobe so that no one uh, passing by would see him in the chair while the service was going on, 
then they went out... Um, oh, Ross, who had sculpted the key, put it in his pocket. They went out... Uh, they, Joey delivered the sermon. Uh, then, before they all left, they quickly grabbed him and put him back in the chair. As you say, the, the most important thing, I guess, the key, is that when Susan passed by, she looked through the window... And because she was looking through the red robes, which also had, I guess, a light shining down and made the floor appear a bit red, she couldn't see the bloodstain, so she would have no reason to assume he was dead. Um, and oh. then, yeah. So mm. that's how it was done. Oh, wait, they made they made him write the suicide note? They didn't write it themselves? Yeah, but, I mean, that's a detail. They could have written it themselves. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. then people would have been able to tell it wasn't his handwriting. Uh, or something, yeah. That's that's kind of why I was initially suspecting Monica at first, because she might, like, be good at, like, forging people's handwriting. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, I probably should have clarified that it was in his handwriting, but again, that you would have still suspected um, Monica for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of well done. It... Uh, <laughs> Yay! I, it wasn't the best murder mystery plot ever, but... I think it was, uh, I think it was a good opening. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was good that you yeah. were able to solve it, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Man, that would be awkward if we couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> if you were just, like, sat there in silence because I'd made it so that it was unsolvable or really shit, uh, then <laughs> that would have been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, that's not going to happen to any of us, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, I, I, I tested mine, at least. Oh, so I know. Oh, all right. So I know mine can be reached, even though my solution was presented more as a joke, and they got it right. So Ooh. we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's uh, about time to wrap up. Um, I will say quickly: if there's anything anyone wants to plug, uh, now is the time to do it. I would like to say, follow me on Twitter at ttoatali. Um, and uh, read my blog which is toatalireviews.wordpress.com also you can get in touch with the show um, buy my merch uh, (laughs) (laughs) we don't have merch yet that's obviously that'll come in the very near future Um, you can get in touch with the show uh, by emailing murder at podcastmanor at gmail.com if I was rich I would have bought murder at podcastmanor.com but I'm not and not yet uh, not yet you know once this podcast starts raking in the millions then I'll be uh, then we'll have all the custom domain names we want once we get sponsored by Squarespace Um, and you can also tweet at us uh, and the tweet uh, Twitter is at um, murder manor I think uh, I think. <laughs> you think, that, you think? That, that's a good way to plug the show. Oh, professionalism! It, it is the uh, uh, at Manor Podcast. Sorry, at yeah. Manor Podcast. All right. Um, anyone else have anything they want to plug? Um, before well, I, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm cool. I'm cool. Well, Nothing to plug well, here. I was. I, I think someone had slipped at some point and called me Dwam. So I'm just gonna. I'm oh, just gonna no. plug my Twitter. At oh. Dwam11. Uh, God, we're so unprofessional that for a rule we fault, made up. <laughs> Unforgivable. I can't oh. believe you, 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 you tampered with the sanctity of a pilot episode. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Ruined. Let's just end it now. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna bring attention when you said that um, Murder at Podcast Manor had its own merch. I'm half imagining just 
Like, you know the Cluedo Monopoly uh, Cluedo Monopoly thing with Big Bang Theory? It's just the image of Sheldon on a t-shirt, and I think that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking we have our own Cluedo set, you know, in five years' time. Oh, okay. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing to aim for, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly, now. let's face it, by the end of all this, we'll just sell, end up selling bootleg Sheldon t-shirts. <laughs> Um, oh no! Beautiful. We can uh, call we we can call this episode the Big Bang. Oh, <laughs> oh perfect! Uh, oh, that's great in so many ways. I'm taking ten percent um, profits on that alone. Oh. A <laughs> uh, name? Oh, the, yeah, the name. Uh, green. Hmm. Um, Green. Do you have anything to plug? Quickly, oh, right. Before um, we wrap up. Uh, I guess I plug my YouTube channel. I'm uh, I'm the storyteller. AJ, if you wanna, if you really wanna find me, um, I also have a tw- my Twitter handle is uh, the Soul Minded. You can follow me there. I tweet about things and get angry about other things. And if you if you're willing to pull up with me, then yeah, that's a thing you can do. That's all. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, enough. Yeah. Um. Okay. Perfect. Well, that rounds up the uh. Fu- first the inaugural pilot episode of murder at our maiden voyage we will see you next week for our next episode and thank you very much goodbye <laughs> <laughs>